You're listening to Have Mike Will Travel with Elizabeth Santry. Hi, I'm Elizabeth. Welcome to the show. This podcast is about creativity, the professional aspects of creativity. Well, you could also say it's about creative thinking. You see, a career in a creative profession typically means carving your own path and making a lot of important decisions alone. And when competition is fierce and the market's uncertain, getting firsthand insight can really help. Join me as I interview full-time creative professionals and ask them to reflect on these really important moments in their career. Each episode, my guests open up about significant and sometimes even subtle choices that have led to their success. I know it can feel lonely out there, so I hope you find their stories as inspiring as I do. So, state your name. <laughs> Hello, I'm Julian the German. With an accent like that, it didn't take long for Julian Simsalzer, a digital designer and founder of Builders Club, to earn his nickname. We met a few years back, and I was really eager to catch up with him during my UK tour. So he invited me over to his space. He lives in an apartment in East London, and it was formerly a butcher. And you can kind of tell the front area is definitely looks like it was designed as a storefront. And he explained even they had the livestock living in the back. So I was really glad to have him on the show because Julian has this like wonderful juxtaposition within his personality. He's got like a brilliantly clever problem-solving mindset, you know, very analytical. I mean, even he knows that his German accent makes him sound like a robot. But it's all complemented with a very sensitive understanding of how people interact. And he has this ability to identify and observe like subtle, even distinct emotions in people around him. So when he's forming opinions or recounting his experiences, they're actually quite vivid. And I always end up with a new perspective when I talk to him. I hope you enjoy. Julian, I'm so glad to see you. It's been, I don't even know how long it's been since I've seen you, but I appreciate you having me in your, in your flat. How long have you been in this space, this apartment? <laughs> well, I'm happy to see you. Um, in this flat, we've been uh, for one year. Um, I'm really happy to be in a flat now, but that is a bit further off the main street and not so loud and a bit more of a shelter yeah. where I can relax and um, it's really nice because I'm living with people that I know and the landlord knows us mm -hmm. and it's kind of a small community and we have a backyard in the summer, there's barbecues, so it's quite nice. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. I mean, I think finding a good spot to live can really energize you like, yeah. in, your, in, your, in your personal life, and your professional life. So do you find yourself staying home a lot or you go out? Yeah, I like staying home because I feel comfortable here. As far as my character dictates it to me, I always do something outside because I'm curious. I'm 26 now and I don't go out that much anymore, but it's still a lot to do, like, apart from getting drunk and going out. Right. I mean, London's got a great nightlife, yeah. you know, yeah. and there's a lot to see. And it's not just yeah. nightlife. From what I've noticed is that you can, funny enough, you can actually make professional contacts by going out. Yeah. Yeah, not so much, but, like, I prefer to do it at work or to write people. But, yeah, sometimes you meet people that you know through people because you go out with people that you know. Right. And then it, it's actually uh, beneficial. But it's as well about enjoying the time and having a good time. You don't always have to see a purpose in everything you're doing, hopefully. <laughs> I like that. Uh, you don't always have to see a yeah, purpose in everything yeah, you're doing. Yeah. I think that's quite poignant. Yeah. Because I think people do spend too much energy uh, worrying yeah. that everything has to mean something. Yeah. Or that yeah. you have to be aware of why you're doing it right away. Sometimes yeah. it can make sense later or in another way. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's difficult to um, enjoy the moment in a time where you can always make sense of things and then have more excitement because you realign what you're doing, you, you're changing your ways, and then it's more exciting. So it's really a balance of, about not thinking too much and enjoying it 
and then thinking and changing your habit and then having a good time because you changed something because you thought I completely agree. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you about moving to London, being in London, what that does for you personally, professionally. Like, when did you know you wanted to be here? Like, to talk, take me back to when you were, you know, in school and you came yeah. to, first came to London. Yeah, I mean, studying was great. It was one of the best times of my life. But I changed the habit of studying once I got bored of it, like with everything I do. And in London, there's so much that you can do. Uh, I think the amazing thing is that you don't get bored even though you stay all the time in the same city. You just have to change the way you live and or change to another place because it's so broad. It's like a collection of small towns stick together. So you can just move away while keeping your contacts that you build up throughout time. And that fact of being able to change while keeping what you build up is keeping me here for a really long time. And I don't know when I'm going to move away. No, that's a good way yeah. of putting it. I yeah. think um, yeah. that some really big cities have that where... You're still in the city, but they're neighborhoods, and the neighborhoods have different feels, different energies. Yeah. So I, that, that's a really good point. I like that. Yeah. When you were in school, like, do, you, do you feel a certain sense of certainty that you chose the right program and the right industry, like the right thing to study? Because I think some people, when they decide when to go, where to go to school, often people will look back and go, well, if I had to do it all over again, maybe I would have studied this or studied that. Do you ever feel that yeah. way? Yeah. I think you should always do what you feel most passionate about in the moment and once you get bored of it then you should change it a little bit but once you're not bored with it yet you should just always think what and do what you what you like to do most so just do it don't worry too much if you like to do something just do it and try it and if you don't feel comfortable about it or like fear doing that you should at least try it and if you fail you can realign but trying at least is always worth it you know Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you've been, I mean, you were one of those kids that just sort of got technology and computers and, and coding and stuff like that at a young age and you were kind of fiddling around. Yeah. And that's, you know, is that the driving force? Do you always think back to that kid who was beating yeah. off in the computer? Yeah. I think it's mainly about finding something that you're passionate about and that makes life more interesting. And that can be working with the computer um, or it can be you know, doing whatever you're passionate about as a human being. But I think for me, it was a right stating early and I, you know, I benefit from that now. But sometimes I think if I would have started later, you know, it would have been fine too because then it would be more interesting, the stuff, right now because now I've been doing that for a really long time. So I have to do other things because I cannot continue where I started anymore. You know, things evolve and if you start later, then it might be more exciting. It might be, you know, it might be fine. So I see that as a relative that's cool. Thing, yeah. I like how you're saying that because I think people get intimidated by yeah. starting later in life to do to do something no, new. No, it's fine. You know, it's like there's so many things to do. You know, you might fall in love early on and then you don't do like something work-related and then you travel a lot and you don't do something work-related and you do something work-related later. It's actually might be even more exciting because you didn't discover that part yet. Like life is full of chapters and whatever you play, you know, you, you know and then you go to the next chapter it's relative what that chapter is filled with if it's work or if it's computers if it's love you know what right so could you ever consider being born in a time where the internet and what you were exposed to like wasn't you know if you were older do you know what i mean i talked to people on the show who are a bit older who had to later on expose themselves to digital media and computers because it wasn't in school and it wasn't in the formative Mm. years and they had to learn in professional time you know you're one of those people who 
benefited from like yeah. as far as you know like the computers yeah. have been available because yeah. yeah. of your age yeah what would you have done yeah that's a good point i mean it's becoming such a huge power now to be good at that technology so people who aren't having that in their blood it's it's a, probably a disadvantage i never thought of that fact because i always for me it was a given what I would do if it wasn't like that, I would probably um, do something which isn't so much dependent on technology. I would, you know, maybe do more stuff that has to do with people or organized stuff or, you know, just writing emails instead of being a really technical person who knows how to use a program really well. So you can still achieve a lot by just being able to communicate as a human being, I think, and organize mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need to know the technology. You know, if you know two or three programs and you know how to solve problems, I think you can apply it as well mm -hmm. to other fields that, you know, are really beneficial without being like a super geek. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. And yeah. I think you're touching on that, which is yeah. sometimes some skills, they are basic enough where you can apply them to different industries and different... Yeah. Like, I was just kind of picking your brain. I, I was curious what your answer would be if, if you could see yourself in another profession based yeah. on your personality and the things that you're good at and the way you see the world. Like, if yeah. it weren't computers, what would it be? Yeah, I think it's mainly about once you do stuff, you get addicted to the mechanism of solving problems and seeing stuff happen. Maybe that's a bit German. This pattern you'd like to repeat. So you can you can do whatever has to do with, like me personally, as long as I see stuff happening, I'm fine with it. Oh, so results. If, if, if results are there, problems are being solved in an efficient way and nothing is wasted. So like with two people, you can do amazing stuff rather than putting 10 people on it and uh, five of them are bored. And you can use it, uh, technology to amplify that, obviously, which is then exponential. So if two people are coding something or building something that is like impactful for like a million of people, then this is like the really interesting thing. I mean, you're saying it's so German. I love what you're saying. It's also very, not to sound cliche, but it's sort of that Steve Jobs simplicity thing mm. that you're talking about that I like yeah. of work and not overcomplicating and yeah. keeping things clean. Yeah. But um, you're saying it was a German thing. Like how much does your, like do you... Do Maybe you, it's not German though. I think it is. I mean, come on. I think the German design uh, yeah. is, is pretty well known, right? Yeah, yeah. There's okay. a good couple. There's some major yeah, brands yeah. that come out of Germany yeah, that are known yeah, for their yeah. efficiency and effectiveness. Yeah. So, do you see people react to you in London as like, "Oh gosh, you're so German"? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I think it's beneficial to me in a way. Maybe maybe people think badly about Germans, but I never hear that. Obviously, because they wouldn't tell me if they do. <laughs> but um, uh, as far as I, I received input, it's uh, good input. So people think that I'm more efficient than I am, maybe even, you know, like... <laughs> it's perception. Like, you know, I think, I think there's a good reputation, especially in the creative industry, because many people are into electronic music or people in technology are into technology, so it's probably not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I guess if, you, if, if I would be, like, down in a village in England, it probably wouldn't be, like, a good thing to say. But in London, I feel like I'm, I'm well-received. That's very yeah. good. I'm glad. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought up music because um, what I do recall about you is, you know, very much trying to stay on top of what's new and being really excited about music. And it seems to energize you and it seems to inspire you. So describe to me like what music, you know, how that affects you creatively. I think that's a good question because I'm not a musician, but still I right. nourish a lot of energy from it. I've, I have played an instrument when I was younger, but I've consciously taken the decision not to become a musician. Consciously, yeah. 
Yeah, just because the design thing came um, and the media thing came like at a point where I just decided for one or the other and then I had sticked on with it because I, I played role play games so I understood, okay, if you stick with the same character and the same profession, you know, <laughs> this and you put all your time in that one thing, you know, it makes more sense than switching characters all the time. So you mean to tell me, <laughs> I, I love this, you mean to tell me that you learned a like a very adult life lesson about how to behave yeah. professionally yeah. from a role-playing game when yeah, you were a kid. Yeah. You so, like picked out yeah, the, the I think lesson. So. I always think back to that because I had these characters to choose from and it was really <laughs> exciting to switch characters. But then I learned, okay, I have to stick on that character to level up to a higher level with that. And even though it's a bit more boring, you know, like it's rewarding. It's more rewarding. I love this. So, so this compromise of sticking to one thing, but then evolving it within the boundaries, like within set boundaries, is like the, the, the addictive. I love that. So the gamification of life, maybe I'm crazy, you know. <laughs> the gamification. Like is, is that a real word? I hope yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's really widely used in, uh, in uh, information technology like many companies apply that to okay. their process to involve okay. the customer in a more engaging way okay okay that's yeah. fair I, I love that yeah. that's so good so okay so let's just get back I was picking your brain about music um, because most creatives talk about music some parts of music you just can't even put a word to or put your finger on how powerful it is and I love to listen Sorry, to yeah, we went away from that. no it's yeah. great I just yeah. wanted to hear yeah. you talk about like the specific yeah. music that you like and why you like it and what it does for you create like yeah. what it does for stimulation because I yeah. I know how passionate you are about it yeah I think for me music is about um is a bit like an act of meditation for me. So what music generates in me is like a sense of calm and switching off logic thinking and just um, tuning into yourself and what you feel and the senses. It's a bit parallel to what I learned from the from a book called Transcendental Meditation. So you uh -huh. just so that's why I like electronic music and dancing because if you dance like for five hours in a, in a club to like what people call like stupid music because it's so repetitive. Yeah, repetitive. Which it is, but yeah. it because it's not so complex and crazy, you know, you get into this state of like a calm, deep level of consciousness where you get like a lot of energy from and you're just in the moment enjoying yourself. I love it. I and, love and, that and, it's so and much more thought and from this from this heartbeat uh, speed, yeah. you know, that electronic music is that yeah. I like. It's basically like the heartbeats, like 128 or 120 beats per second. This is like where you feel like you're just inside of yourself and you're, you're one beat and then that's where the energy It's like a meditation for me. Wow. So I like this kind of music that is like really true and not like it's really in sync with my mood as well. So I don't like like overly happy music. I just like music that is true to the feeling where I'm in when I'm like doing this, you know. I had no idea this was, it was so deep. I, I, I'm I so impressed like that. that you have such a thoughtfulness about it. I thought it was, you know, just wanting to blow off steam and goof off and then to, to turn out to that it's so in-depth that you actually are consciously disconnecting I so think, that you can recharge. I think it's a source of energy for many people. And that's what the most, like, this is this weird thing about music that so fascinating because it gives us so much energy and we don't know why we cannot really explain you know but maybe there's some scientific reasons but you know most of people don't care you know just, i know no one, that's what uh, i was trying yeah. to say before when i brought up music is that um yeah. music is so important to people yeah. especially creative minds because i think like you said that to tune out and to check out and to, yeah. to recharge is really important I yeah exactly cool. exactly yeah okay so i know that you you're in the technology business but 
you tend to work with fashion. I didn't know if there was any like sort of similarities that you've noticed between these two industries or, or any other industry that you can compare to technology that you see behavior or you see process similarities. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause I love, I'm asking because I love mm-hmm. your observation skills. You have such a quirky, fun way of observing things and they're so true when you say them out loud, but it's just never anything that I ever expect you to say. <laughs> So, so what was the question again? So technology... Like your and, work world, uh, your work environment. Because yeah, yeah. you get hired yeah. to work for yeah. other industries who need technology. Yeah. Have you ever worked for an in, like to produce a technology-based product for an organization that actually reminds you of what it's like to be in technology? I don't know if that is the right answer to your question, but definitely technology is being more and more um, throughout economics and working world and especially um, the outer experience of a company and, and advertising and marketing which is a bit uh, related to aesthetics and what you could say fashionable like in the past you run a tv commercial and um, you know you you paid for that and you run a print ad so it was really video and uh, image based but now more and more what gets important is uh, not only the media buy um, but like the system where that piece of you know picture text or video is sitting and this whole ecosystem around the company is uh, basically a brain fuck to 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 do right for companies and companies put like shitloads of money in it and written nobody really knows how to do it because it's how you do it is changing every month <laughs> so um it's really a time of craziness. So <laughs> many many people know how to do stuff, but much more people don't know how to do stuff, and they have a lot of money. So money is being put in the wrong place, and it's just it's, it just becomes a mess sometimes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, have you since you've been involved with technology, computer design, coding, interactive, whatever all the different titles that you have? What changes have you seen? You've been watching and observing. For so long, is there is there trends? Is there changes? Is there behavior? Is there? I mean, I'm saying this because for somebody who might want to try to get into it and break into it now, like, what do you have to say about what you've seen yeah. happen and evolve? I mean, for me, it's always like there's suddenly a new horizon that just appeared in my brain, it wasn't there before. So in the beginning, it was just thinking about making beautiful typography and then beautiful illustrations and didn't really think about the application and the economics, you know. But then more and more things come on that when you work for companies. So suddenly um, you have a client and that client has a totally different viewpoint than yours. The time changes at the same time, so you have to realign your skill set to what the client wants two or five years afterwards. And then you have to understand them and their strategy and their context in the economic system. So it's really, really complex. And at the same time, people have to be managed right. So if you're not managed right as a creative, it's like really a pain because you end up going to work and you're just like not really demanded or like used inefficiently. You're working for two months on something and then suddenly nobody wants it anymore because someone there changed plans because of the time change. So it's it's really like, you know, that's why I'm saying mess or it comes back, but it's all interdependent. And it's all changing with the technology in an interdependent way. So you have to constantly realign. And if you know something, well, five years ago, you don't, like in media, you don't know it right now, five years uh, 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 afterwards that well anymore. So it's a bit 
it's really a bit crazy like you feel like going on a sabbatical for one year because you're like possibly losing track of how things are going or like <laughs> you know i would rather because things are changing so quick like from my point of view i think people who who are quite young uh, and ambitious should be in leadership positions and not the ones who are really experienced because because they learned that that generation is different to what's relevant now so this thing changes so the whole leadership thing is often a mess nowadays because how you build teams and how you organize process changes so much with the technology that you know many young talented people are managed in the wrong way and this is this is changing because everything changes so actually young people are so powerful if they become aware of that nowadays so if if you gamble you know if you know your skill set if you're young and you know know about these movements and what how, how to do stuff essentially you mm -hmm. know if you know how to do stuff and how to make stuff you're the one with the power and you should use that and not undercharge yourself wow i love what you're saying yeah. and i also want to take this as an opportunity yeah. to dig into the topic of like Something that since we've met, you've been talking out loud about the choice between working for yourself or working for a group. And, and you brought up this great point about it's not a decision sometimes about whether or not you're good enough, but maybe it could just be that you're being managed incorrectly. Yeah. And that could affect you, you know, yeah, your impact. Exactly. But, yeah. but you're also, when you talk about being freelance, not everybody knows how to manage themselves. Yeah. That's a really different skill. Yeah, I think if you're a technically uh, specialized person, it's really easy to go freelance. But if you're more of a person who organizes stuff or communicates with other people or connects people with each other, then you're more likely to be in like a full-time or in a larger organization because that's where they need glue people that, you know, make sure everybody knows what they're doing. Whereas if you're an external and just got to come in when, you know, stuff gets made or, you know, for a technical builder, so to speak then it's really easy to freelance, you know. So if you're a graphic designer, it's hard to tell whether you're a technical person or because it's a mix of everything. So, you know, it really depends all on the detail, but it definitely becomes easier and more common to be, be a freelancer, you know. And where yeah. are you on the spectrum? I'm, I'm everywhere. I, I don't even know. <laughs> you're everywhere. You're like matter. You're everywhere. <laughs> No, well, no, seriously, how's your journey been? Have you had a chance to really yeah. try the different sides of that yeah. line? I think I've been constantly switching back and forth between in-house, um, in agencies, in companies, in startups, as a graphic designer, as an animator. And now then I feel that I've done that all. I kind of want to go more in the managing side where oh, I can say, that's interesting. okay, this person is as good as me in doing this technical task. So I'm just going to get him in. But because I know many other fields as well, because I'm kind of an interdisciplinary brain, I can use that as an advantage to do bigger things myself, where I delegate people with different specialities together to solve a problem and then, you know, build a website together, for instance. It was quite abstract what I described. You know, the outcome could be a website. So... I, you know, I hire a developer, a designer, and a strategist, and a project manager, and they do their work together because I, you know, I, over time I've been getting to know these different parts of the equation that it needs to solve the bigger picture, because many people, you know, they're specialized in one thing and that's really useful, but some people know about many things and they can be used to put the 
connect the dots essentially mm -hmm. and that's when i want to do more of because in the past i've been one of the dots all <laughs> oh, right um both in-house and like freelancing and it's really easy to freelance as a dot <laughs> but um uh, i want to be like a connector of dots freelancing so that is essentially having a known studio so this is a bit more um demanding but this could be a next next step to me to create talent while being independent <laughs> mm -hmm. that's cool yeah. so yeah. this is the involvement just from being a dot to a connector of dots mm -hmm after being different dots. <laughs> For sure. I think that's cool. Yeah. I'm glad that you have a vision. Um, I wanted to know if you've ever experienced like mentorship, having someone kind of that you yeah. look up to that has a sense of yeah. where to go that you can ask some really good questions. I yeah. think the process of obtaining a mentor is can be really important and some people don't know how to do it. So I was just wondering if you had a mentor in your professional experience mm. where you figure everything out on your own. To be honest, from my experience... My mentor is the internet, so I ask Google when I don't know something, and it's really difficult to find someone who's exactly like you in two years, but you might um, listen to many different people and then find the way for yourself. So I think you have to curate your advice from many different people, because I think it's, maybe for some people it's the case, but for me it, it's really important to listen to a lot of people and then you get your own conclusion by thinking about yourself and your own because nobody is like you you know nobody nobody knows exactly what you should be doing you know but you have to ask many people and collect many sources google a lot of stuff you know and you're going to find the answer and if somebody's not replying just google for the thing and you you know go, you're going to find a tutorial about it you know don't, don't wait for one person to tell you the truth go for the go to the other one if you don't know her anymore I love that. Yeah. And there's a lot of amazing podcasts that you can listen oh, to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clearly. To learn I love lot. the plug. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, okay. I was, we had asked before, I'd asked before about music and you were explaining how you kind of vibe off that. Is there something outside of your work that you do for stimulation, like a hobby? Because you're somebody who's really passionate and I feel like your work kind of, you're always involved in it in one way or another. Like, how do you not be on the internet? Do you know what I mean? Like, if that's what you do for a living. Yeah. So what do you do that's, like, super not work-related to recharge or get excited, get stimulated? Yeah, that's a difficult question. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I like to dance and I like to cook and I like to go out with people and hang out. So, like, recently, it's too rare that I do things like that, to be honest. Um, should do more of it. But what's really nice is just to chill out with uh, friends in the city and walk around museums and have really nice food and really nice coffee and talk to other people about yourself and your problem and other people's problems, listen to other people especially. And then you're going to uh, take off your pressure. I think that's what is really important. Because if you're only running in your own head, you know, you cannot take off your pressure. And it's not good. But it's mainly about interacting with other beings and... You know, seeing different places. I should travel more. <laughs> uh, going to nice cafes and just walking around. I think walking is really nice. And running, is, uh, running, doing sports. Meditating is all right, but I think you can kind of do it whatever you do. Just, you know, try not to think too much. Sometimes you have to know the line between, you know, switching off and actually being able to think. So, and eating, you know, it's really, you know, all these things. You know, have your rhythm and not... You know, know when to stop. You know, you feel like when your brain's like too exhausted, so you should just chill a bit. Mm. So, talk to me about your personal work. Like, where are you with that? Do you are, do you have time for personal work, or like? Yeah. Well, I f I feel like 
I had a period where I did a lot of art when I studied, especially. My flatmates are really amazing still at doing art, like they're pros, artists. Mm. But I'm, um, I'm, I'm more took the route of an applied artist, so I'm connected with e- economics, which I work for. And that's a compromise and it's sometimes frustrating, but on the other hand it's rewarding because it's connecting the dots, which kind of slightly becoming my passions once I get older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like not being a specialist in one thing or yourself, but kind of bringing these things together. So I'm actually doing not so much art anymore because I thought like, okay, Maybe I'm a dot connector, you know, maybe I'm this type of person. I don't need to do art anymore because it's like, this is the way for me because I cannot do always the same thing. So actually, this is my speciality is not being specialized, but in a way that is not leaving nowhere, you know, Mm -hmm. in a way that is bringing people together to do something. Actually, I don't do art anymore. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah. So I want to know also (laughs) about like, you were talking about problem solving. I want to know... Do you have a process for like problem solving? And I, I guess I'll be specific so that you know how to answer it. Let's say a decision in your career about direction, which direction to go or, you know, what move to make mm. next. Is there a process? Do you, do you have to speak to other people or do you just, do you just Google it or do you, or mm. do you just ask yourself and then wait for the answer to come? Like, I love knowing how people arrive at decisions that work for their lives when, because yeah. this, this show is for, you know, I'm hoping it can provide some information and one of them is like how to deal with the crossroads with with the uncertainty and not knowing how to you know so just wondering if you had to categorize your way of thinking or how your mind works how would you categorize that kind of like indecisive decision making yeah well first of all i have problems still so i'm not the master of (laughs) problem solving because as soon as i as you solve a problem another one becomes (laughs) visible so maybe you solve your problems by just not continuing to solve problems because, you know... You stick with the first one. <laughs> but, no, on the other hand, I think the more you solve problems, the better you get at it. So if you describe progress or change as something positive, <laughs> then um, you definitely get better at progress um, when you change a lot and you trial and error. So there was a book I was reading called Anti-Fragile, which says once you behave like the opposite of a mirror standing alone in the corner of a room, which is like not trying to do anything in order not to get broken. Um, If you do the opposite of that, if you provoke bad things to happen, then you will learn out of that. So just do something. Don't think too much about it. Don't fear and just do something that you actually would maybe like to do, but you don't have the balls or the guts to do it. Just do it and then, you know, it's going to be more exciting and, you know, you're going to solve your problem eventually. Um, even if you don't know if that's the right, you know, solution, just, you know, just try it, you know, mm-hmm. just do it. Just do it. Keep on doing new stuff, you know. I'm so glad yeah. I had you on the show because you, yeah. you give such unique but yet such very clear perspectives on stuff. And I, I think you brought a whole other perspective to the table. So I, I, I'm really happy to have you sit in the collection amongst the other guests. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. It was a pleasure. You had really nice questions as well. Oh, Made my brain work well. Oh, Makes thanks. me happy. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to show your support through comments and reviews. 